You are listening to As a Woman, episode 68, The Professional Learner. In this episode, I'm talking all about learning. How do you do it? Why do you do it? And why constant change is essential for growth. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition, while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. Welcome back. This episode is The Professional Learner. And I'm really talking about how do you keep that spirit of learning, not just about the world around you, but also about yourself and why that is so important for your own growth. This is also a sponsored episode. So this episode is brought to you by Stride Funding. Stride Funding offers affordable and flexible options to pay for your healthcare education. Huge thanks to Stride Funding. Now, there's a few things weighing on my heart as we dive into this episode. The first is that learning is really multifactorial. I love to learn. I mean, I don't think you're going to find a physician who chooses this career path who doesn't enjoy the academic nature of learning. And if you're listening to this and you're in school or you're considering being a healthcare professional of any sort, but especially a physician, you've got to learn how to learn, and you have to love some of the academic pursuit of knowledge. Because if you don't enjoy it, that's totally fine. You may not love having a career that is constantly challenging and where you must stay up to date on scientific literature and changing things. Let's just think about IVF for a moment. So my field has evolved dramatically from when it was founded. REI is Reproductive Endocrinology and Infertility. For those of you who don't know, it is a fellowship after OBGYN residency. That means I completed four years of OBGYN and then three years of REI. Now, my mentors in REI didn't train in the world where REI was REI, meaning this infertility component has dramatically, dramatically shifted. The first IVF baby is only 41 years old. This means that if you were in REI 50 years ago, there was no IVF. There was no IVF. One of the things I talk about the most, this huge advancement in my field didn't even exist. Not only does it exist, now there's new types of fertilization and freezing and genetic testing and embryo transfers. The whole way we practice has even shifted since I entered this field seven years ago. So if you're in a field that is going to constantly change, how do you stay relevant? How do you take good care of your patients, of the people who come to you seeking help? You have to like learning. You have to enjoy some aspect of it or have this seed of curiosity. And I think that that's something really important to both understand about yourself know how you learn the best. That's essential for studying and for success. And then accept that as you learn, not just about the world around you, you are going to learn about yourself. And to truly live a life that you're content with, 
you've got to take those lessons that you learn about yourself and apply them to what you do. So let's think about this from the beginning. I love to read and I've always loved to read. Even when I was a child, I would hide off in the corner with books. I would pound through them so fast. I still do. But I took a huge pause in reading for pleasure while I was on this professional pursuit. And in hindsight, it was terrible. Because part of that meant the only time I was reading was studying. And yes, I just felt so overwhelmed by the amount of information. But not allowing my brain to explore those other pathways probably hindered me because reading was an escape and a stress relief mechanism. And it made me look at the world a little different because I constantly enjoyed seeing the world through the lens of the characters in the book, looking at things from a different perspective. That has always helped shift how I may feel about a certain issue or a certain situation because then I can envision being in other people's shoes and feel like I'm seeing the world in a little bit different way. So advice number one, if you are a reader and you love to read, read, okay? Don't let the pursuit of a profession hinder you and take away something that you love. Make time for your passions. That's key number one. So part of being a professional learner is knowing what you love and not letting it go and being able to foster some of these things. So reading is essential for learning. If you like to read, I don't care what it is, trashy romance novels, nonfiction, mystery stuff, whatever, read it, consume it, put that on the self-care list of taking care of you. The second part of being a professional learner is knowing how you learn. How do you absorb information and how do you process it? This, guys, is huge. I will admit I wasted, I, mean, I don't want to say I wasted, but I spent years studying completely wrong. What that means is I wasn't very efficient with my time because what I was doing did not result in me retaining the information. And so what is the point? How are you really learning if it's not getting in there and getting in your brain? So I am not, I always give this disclaimer, I am not telling you this is the way you need to study. I am telling you this is the way that I study and that I approach learning. And I think the real, real, real truth here is that you have to find out what works for you. Because there have been many times where I would always compare myself to what everybody else was doing and feel like their way must be superior or feel competitive or like I was being left out if I wasn't in that study group or doing those flashcards or reading on PowerPoint or taking my laptop to class or whatever it was. For me, I have to read, write, and then read my writing. That is really painful. And I hope that's not how you learn. Because when that means I have a board exam, which thank goodness I'm done with, and I have a huge volume of information, I have to read, write, then read my writing. And that takes a very long time. I also have to actively write. So I can't just look at the words. I mean, I easily can look at the words and just copy them down, but then I'm not processing it. So I force myself when I'm studying to read a paragraph see what the main point is, write a short bullet point about it. And I have notebooks, like spiral-bound notebooks, full of information. 
that I would write down. So I would essentially translate it from my textbook or from the practice bulletin or from a journal into an outline of the things that are most important. That takes a lot of time because you have to read and critically evaluate it and then copy writing down into some form of summation. But if you do that, one, you're cutting out some of the nonsense. And then two, when I would go back and reread it, that is where I really learned. I would even remember where I wrote it on the page and what it looked like. That's just how I process. When I would do this for my board exams, I have notebooks full and then I go back and read them. That's where all the information lives. And so when I get a journal now, so luckily, you know, I'm board certified in my specialty. I don't have to worry about huge tests anymore. Done with MCAT, done with CREOGS, all that stuff. But now I get a journal in the mail and maybe it's the green journal, which is the big journal of OBGYN or it's fertility and sterility. And I'm a note taker by nature. So you guys know I have my life planning document. That's my online journal. And I have almost a daily bullet journal where I keep to-do lists and everything that I'm doing. And in there, I keep little notes too. So what I'll do is in the back section, I keep more permanent notes. If there is an article that's really relevant, so I skim the table of contents, see what's there, browse some of them. And let's say there's something that's really important. Well, I will take a few notes on it and keep that there so that I can go back and read it. And then I can take that information from that article and now it's in my brain and I can apply that to my clinical practice. So understanding how you process things, because if I just read it, but reading doesn't allow me to retain very much, that's not going to be very effective in understanding the context and applying that to patient care. So if you really want to practice evidence-based medicine, you have to have a way to synthesize the evidence that works for you and your brain, which all goes back to understanding your learning style. I'm going to take a quick pause to go back to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Stride Funding. Stride Funding offers affordable and flexible options to pay for your healthcare education through the use of something called ISAs. An ISA is an income share agreement, and this is where you pay a small and a fixed percentage of your income after graduation. So this way, you never pay more than you can afford. Best of all, there's no hidden fees, no interest, and you don't pay anything at all when you're making less than 40000 per year. Simple and transparent. You must meet minimum credit standards and be a U.S. or permanent resident, and there are some school or program restrictions. Stride also offers access to a tight-knit healthcare community. Please visit stridefunding.com to learn more, and it's also linked in the show notes on the website. All right, friends. Well, the thing about being a professional learner that I think is most important is not necessarily that you find time for it or you understand how to do it. Those things are critical. Do not get me wrong. But the thing that I find so important is that you learn how to take what you learn and apply it to yourself without judgment, without fear, and with real honesty. And that's hard to do. And this applies to so many different things. But think of it this way. Instead of just being a person who is walking through the world, immune to what's around them, doing your thing no matter what happens, you are kind of in tunnel vision, just going forward. What good is that? We are actually very dynamic beings. 
and we think things and feel things and the world around us influences us. And that's okay. That's good. Your experiences will change you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We've all heard that. But let's really think about it. In order to be a professional learner, you really must be able to experience the world around you and let it change you. It is okay to say, that's how I thought I felt, but actually I want something different. That's what I thought was important, but I learned more and now I feel differently. That's how I thought it was the best way to do it. And now I've learned that maybe there's a better way. Not being too proud to say, this situation that I am in right now, maybe that's not the best one. Or maybe the way we've always done things isn't the best way to do them. Or maybe accepting discrimination because it feels too problematic to stand up to it. Because you don't want to cause conflict or be trouble. Stop. Use your voice. Use the world around you. Take it in. Experience the beauty. Experience the feelings. Cry on a Peloton ride with Robin because I sure did yesterday. But experience all of these things. And what will happen is they will change you. And that change is really, really what you want. I know it doesn't always seem like that. It doesn't seem like you want to change. You want to have your things that define you and just hold true to them. But being able to change is really what's going to fine-tune you. Imagine instead that you're born into this world as a block of ice. So now we're in Frozen. So you're a block of ice, and we're going to create an ice sculpture, and that is the journey of your life. As you go along, you will learn things about the world and about yourself, and you will start to be molded into a beautiful ice sculpture, allowing yourself to change. You don't want to be just a block of ice forever. You want to be the ice sculpture. You want to turn into that refined person who knows what they stand for, who knows what matters to them, who is not afraid to learn and to change, who is not afraid to look at their life critically and say, why not me? I deserve that. I deserve to be happy. I can do that. Why do we want to be a block of ice when we could be an ice sculpture? Don't settle for something else. And that's really the key to learning. And it goes across so many things. Whatever you do in life, you should allow it to impact you. You should allow it to make you feel something. And the next step about learning is understanding what that means to you. Let's take it as simple as reading a book, like a book for pleasure. You're reading the book for pleasure and you read it and it's a good story. That's one. Number two is you read the book and you really feel for the characters and you understand maybe a different perspective than what you have experienced personally. And you cry or you reflect and you think, but maybe now that book has changed you just a little bit in a really good way. Or maybe it's a medical journal and you're in my field, you're an infertility doctor. And for years, you have treated unexplained infertility with a combination of oral medication like Clomid and injectable hormones like FSH with an IUI. That's been your bread and butter. You've done it forever. You believe it's the best. But then journal studies keep coming out and showing you that, in fact, there's no greater success rate than just Clomid without the injectable hormones and IUI. And in fact, live birth rates are not statistically higher and risks 
such as multiples, are significantly higher. Do you allow that to just read it and be so full of pride, knowing that your way is the best way, that you say, no, I'm going to keep doing what I've always done because that's what's worked for me? Or do you say, let me reflect, let me take this in, and let me think about it. Perhaps I now need to change how I practice. And instead of doing this combination cycle with these injectable hormones, I'm going to do what the evidence shows. I'm going to change my behavior and change what I think and change how I believe because now I have new information and new data. I say this to patients all the time, and I really think it can apply to your life on a whole. You are making the best decision you can with the data available at that moment. However, you will keep going through life and you will get more data. And the decision you make then may be different. And when we talk about things like learning about yourself, where does that data come from? That data comes from being in touch and honest with who you are. It comes from your counselor or your therapist or your psychologist or psychiatrist. Comes from your spouse or your partner, your best friend, your mom, your work colleague, somebody who knows you and you trust. It also comes from you. So being able to ask hard questions and hear the answers. And that's really key. You have to hear the answers, even if they're not easy to hear. Taking feedback that's not always positive is not anybody's strong suit. But that is helping you become a professional learner about yourself and the world around you and the role you want to play on this earth. So allow yourself that moment. Allow yourself to ask hard questions of you. Allow yourself to ask hard questions of the people around you. And give yourself grace. Really, really give yourself grace. Allow yourself forgiveness. And create the path, if you view your life as a path, create the path that says, I was wrong. Maybe I made a mistake. I've now changed or feel different. That path exists, you guys. We, by we I mean myself, or women or people, often just stay on the path we're on, in the tunnel, because evaluating the other options brings out some internal conflict that maybe is a little painful to talk about or acknowledge and leaves you in a place where you have to say, maybe I was wrong. I will say some of my greatest moments of growth have come from moments where I was wrong or at least not afraid to admit I was wrong. Yep, I felt that way. I'm not denying the emotions or I thought that was best. But the truth is, that's not what's best for me. I was wrong. I need something else. I'm different now. I want more. I wasn't being honest. I was giving the easy answer. No matter how you feel, understand that that path is open. And maybe it's like a walk through the forest to get over to it. So it's crunchy and kind of hard for a while. But maybe the path is beautiful once you're there. So do not block off that path by just believing that it doesn't exist. Part of being a professional learner is giving yourself time understanding how you learn best, and not being afraid to learn and reflect back on what it means about you. All right, guys, thank you so much for all your love and support on this podcast. I can't thank you enough. 
The YouTube channel is diving hard into little fertility videos. Would love to know what you want to see over there and on here. Do not hesitate to send me an email or a message. For the YouTube channel, you can just search Natalie Crawford MD. My Instagram is at Natalie Crawford MD. The blog is nataliecrawfordmd.com. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Love, love, love.